This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. I don't know if that's generally true, you know. Um, well, we're about to have a conversation about NSFAS a couple of years ago. A lot of students couldn't have access to higher education because of the fees that are associated to higher education. Um, and now you have the likes of NSFAS. There was a model before it. Um, but then there are also problems with the system and now the new system as well. And this week, a student activist has now written to the South African Human Rights Commission to investigate the human rights violations that have taken place in the 23 academic year by the Student Financial Aid Scheme, NSFAS. In the application, our next guest highlights the defending, defunding rather, of students and the implementation of the new payment system as examples of how students have been stripped of their human dignity. This is not the first Chapter 9 institution he has approached. He has written to the public protector calling for the investigation into the financial aid scheme back in July 2023. Yesterday, the financial aid scheme appeared before Parliament to answer questions on the state of the agency. Uh, William Sizu is now joining us on the line, outgoing SRC Vice President at Stellenbosch University. William, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Before we go to the letter to the Human Rights Commission and the complaint to the Human Rights Commission, what is the Public Protector's Office said? Good afternoon to you and also your listeners. Thank you for the opportunity. I've met with the Office of the Public Protector actually last month on the 24th uh, to get an update on where exactly they're at uh, in terms of the investigation. And I'm quite happy to say that I've received very positive feedback uh, and that the PP's office are currently in the middle with the investigation. Uh, the first deadline for NSFAS was the 30th of August. And so really, I was guaranteed that, you know, whoever is involved, whether that might be, you know, potentially the CEO, Andile Nongoku, even if the minister is involved with the tender process specifically and having a hand in the pie, um, they will be called to account. But particularly also what, what I appreciate and welcome from, from the Office of the Public Protector is the fact that they said they will also delve deeper into the companies to see you know, who are these directors, did they actually submit business plans, did they actually submit physical proof that they have the experience. Because you, you would remember that you know, there's the uh, report by the organization under tax abuse that, you know, stated that these companies are actually quite inexperienced. And many of these directors uh, come from safety backgrounds. They've been in, in different companies and then they resign. And then you see them again in the higher education sector, uh, tendering, you know, for certain things. And so they've really guaranteed that they will also look into those things. And if it's fine that there are links uh, with even the companies that, you know, they will, they will make sure that those companies also call to account. Yeah. But you also want the Human Rights Commission to also look into this. Which aspects around the um, around the dignity of these students that they have been stripped off would you like the Human Rights Commission to zoom in into? Mm, thank you. So, look, obviously, the, the public protector can also can only look at you know the, the specific process in terms of how the tender was awarded and whether that was faulty. But ah, uh, you know, in the meantime, we we see students that are now. Uh, in between the mess of, of this whole tender process. Uh, I mean, thousands of students across the country are until this day unable to onboard or to sign up for the direct payment system, meaning that for the past three months, thousands of students uh, did not get their allowances. And remember that, that these companies are paying out your food allowances and your traveling allowances, meaning, first of all, thousands of students are not receiving their food allowances, meaning they're going to bed hungry and they can't focus on their studies. 
And so that, for me, is a huge violation of, of a person's human rights and dignity because, um, you know, if a student can't access food, how do we expect that student to focus on their, on their studies, especially also now that it's, it's exam time, how do we expect our students uh, to be studying? I'm, I'm in Stellenbosch University where I'm the outgoing vice chairperson of the SRC and I have students, you know, contacting me on a daily basis of, of them, you know, not being able to ease, they, 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 they make, um, uh, they contact their peers, for example, to try and, and survive yet another day. And, and the fact that NSFAS uh, cannot account or come back to them by email or phone calls to tell them what exactly they need to do to onboard, um, because NSFAS themselves don't know, you know, what to do, uh, very worrying. Uh, secondly, the fact that um, you know students are not giving, getting their travelling allowances means that students can't get to universities or campuses, and so that is also a direct threat against access to higher education. So I think that's that's sort of one of the main reasons why you know the Human Rights Commission must must, must be able to to call NSFAS forward and say, listen, um, there are there are problems with the system and the system is making that students now, first of all, can't access higher education, for example, with a traveling allowance. And secondly, the fact that students can't buy toiletries or food, that, that is a human dignity issue. And, and, and NSPAS must be able to account for that. Thank you so much for your time. William Sizu, the outgoing SRC vice chairperson at the Stellenbosch University. It's time for the news headlines.